0: everybody
1: happy friday everyone how are you
0: i'm good happy canada day do we have anybody celebrating
1: right we have lots of celebrations right fourth of july weekend
0: yeah friday fun day steve i had a specific reason i considered this but i considered going to the ice hole (laughs) where we jumped in to the lake um because Catherine remembers that too, our guest today. Um, But I'm not on the beach. I wish I was, I will be soon.
1: Love the blue sky. Yes, Catherine, I hope it stays all weekend. Catherine, I am in Maine and Jess, I'm in Maine. So I love Maine. Uh, We have some of our best friends in the world that live here in Maine. So uh, spending a few days um, out on the ocean up in Maine. So really, really excited. Uh, had some lobster this morning, so uh, all for,
0: some, for breakfast.
1: Lobster omelet, dude.
0: Mmm, yum yum yum. That yeah,
1: so uh, so good. Um, so uh, we're really excited to be here on Friday, Wisconsin in the house. For those of you that are new, uh, welcome. Uh, we do this every single Friday. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about the purpose of it in a second, uh, but would love for you guys to whoever's here identify yourself um i see we've got some regulars like ron and Amon and steve amy all of our podcast listeners um we have a mystery emily i know a lot of emily's in my life and i just wonder which emily this is um marissa's here so guys let us know where you're joining from and let us know by the way uh where what city and state and country you're going to be in for fourth of july or canada day kristen ubers here hi kristen uh Kristen Uber is the person that does Wordle earlier in the day than almost anyone else I know. So anyone, (laughs) anyone else, that's a big Wordle fan uh, connect with Kristen. Uh, Roxy's going for a run with you, Steve or uh, Jess, which is cool. Love it. Uh, Hi Tilly. How are you? We've got Lagos, Nigeria. Tolu, you just made my day. The fact that you're joining from Lagos, Nigeria, Um, Alan, from Utah, Uh, great. Kelly is here. Uh, We need some more locations, guys. We need some more geography. Uh, Port Charlotte, Maine, look it up on the map for those of you interested. That's where I am at. Kristen is in Atlanta. I I could guess where some of these people are. Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Sarah's here from Pennsylvania. Uh, Hot Ohio, Tacoma, Washington, Chicago, Denver, Brooke from Denver. Awesome. So as you guys are doing that, um, uh, Hip Hopkins, Hopkins. Minnesota. I love Hip Hopkins. Uh, Hopkins is going to have, I'm sure, a 4th of July parade. Uh, Would not surprise me at all. Jupiter, Florida. So you guys, for those of you that have never been here before, as I said, we do this every Friday. And uh, one of the one of my favorite parts of these is to just ask the question that I think is so important to ask everyone, which is, how are you? and the how are you is a green, yellow. Whoa, that patio umbrella almost tipped over. If you, saw me, if you saw my face there, that was embarrassing. Um, but green, yellow, red. I was almost red. Uh, green, uh, feel great today and this week. Yellow, uh, so-so. Red, you know, not so good. Um, and once again, all answers are acceptable. All answers are understood. All answers are felt. Uh, and all answers should be um You know, and be thought through. Um, We have a lot of greens. Uh, Aman's green, 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 finally after a long time. Wow, between Lagos, Nigeria, and India, like, that's, those two things have made my whole weekend, which is so awesome. Wow, we have a lot and lot of greens today, which is great. Uh, Happy to be able to listen, and back to the Friday. So, James, so glad that you're here. Madonna's turning green. Like I'm kind of turning a little bit red because there's so many greens. Um, you know, the goal of of these meetups and when Jess and I started these 111. We're missing Bryce, by the way. I didn't see Bryce what today. What was Bryce? I, or one of our regulars. But, uh, you know, we started these 111, 112 weeks ago and been doing them every Friday. Megan, welcome. Yellow is accepted. Megan, I hope we can do a little to turn you uh, greener today, but understand this so many reasons that people are yellow and red. Uh, but once again, the purpose that we started, the reason we started these was to really, A, build community. And I'm gonna talk about community in a second. Uh, B, build connection. And that goes along with community, but really also build a care. Um, so if you think about those things, community, connection, and care, those three Cs are really, really important concepts that we all need. And you could all come up with other Cs you know we're very candorous here at times uh so we, you know we talk about candor as well which is another c and you could come up with some others cunning cold um we could come up cool. with cool yeah come up with i'm sure that all of you guys can come up with some c's but one of the things that i just wanted to start with and um last week's circle of care Thank you, Steve, for calling that out. One of the things that I just wanted to start with, and it's really important to me, is is after last week, after the meetup last week, um, I got a number of emails, uh, compassionate, thank you, Suzanne.
2: What a great word.
1: Uh, um, really, really great word, Suzanne, um, which goes along with what I'm about to say. I got a number of emails that tied back to statements that I made based on what a couple community members said earlier that they were read. And and when we asked why they were read, the response in the chat was SCOTUS. And if you remember last week, I know these things go fast and our goal is not to ever forget these things, but to keep thinking about them and to keep understanding huge word and comprehending another C comprehending we talked a little about the supreme court ruling and during that conversation i had a conversation with all of you from a community standpoint that's been listened to on the podcast over and over again about how i communicated with my two boys 17 and 14 okay and based on a couple of our community members comments i made some comments supposedly that made people uncomfortable that made it feel like i was trying to push this community one way or another when it came to that decision my feelings on the decision leap Jen's feelings on the decision how i was trying to influence my boys um feelings about the decision. And those emails were really, really important to me because I love the fact that it's a safe space and people were free to reach out. But at the same time, I wanted to sincerely apologize if I did make people feel uncomfortable. The point of this community is to be able to talk. The point of this community is to be able to talk in a mature way, about issues that we're all dealing with in what we call the now of work and the now of life. Um, The point of this community is not to throw anything at anyone who has views that could be completely different than someone else's. So when I read these emails, I was first mad that if I said something like this and made someone uncomfortable, I was very embarrassed. Uh, second of all, I was sad because I don't want this community to be something other than safe. And then third, <laughs> at the best going to say this, we are all humans, you guys, and we're all practicing how to live. We live in really just different times. And if there's things that, I'm human also, okay, and I have opinions also, and I have wrong opinions, and I'm learning throughout this. So if there's anything that I said that offended anyone, I apologize, A. B, if someone feels this isn't a safe space, I'm sorry, and I really hope that we continue to uh, cultivate a safe space for everyone. And then three, I just want you to know that one of the reasons that I do this and Jess does this is we learn from you. Like the goal is not for us to, this is not a preaching thing. You know, this is a community where we talk, we learn, we grow, et cetera, et cetera. And by the way, and but you guys, I don't really even know what I said. I have to go back and listen. I haven't had time this week. It's been a crazy week, but sometimes we make mistakes. And if there was a mistake that I made for those that I offended, I'm, I, I'm very, very sorry. And I hope that as a community, we all continue to feel that this is a safe space, that we can talk about the things that matter most, and we can learn from each other. Jess, think you want to add to that? Because I know you got the emails as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, this community is is for you. This is yours. This is about you. All we do is stand up here in front of you and try to create the space and model behavior. There's no training book. I, I couldn't find one. There was no training book last week for me to explain abortion to my nine year old who wondered what everybody was talking about. There's no training book for HR to to your forces and break it down from its massive macro level and impact into individual programs and policies and what this means. We stand here in front of you trying to practice good leadership, which is saying when there's an elephant in the room. Don't look around it. Don't pretend it's not there. That doesn't help anybody. Somebody just say there's an elephant in the room, and then let's practice together. How to do this, how to talk about complex issues, which are incredibly nuanced, incredibly personal. Uh, and, and, and we do this together so that we can be better leaders in our lives with our little people at home, with the people we support in the workplace, with peers and friends we interact with. Um, so I hope that you feel really we do best with that with all of you. We're practicing evolution of humanity together.
1: Yeah. And Jess, I'm just going to add one more thing because I think it's really important. And, you know, I, I, I and we, as part of the work we do, forget LeapGen for a second, but it goes true with LeapGen. But just in this community, we are never going to run away from a fucking issue. Excuse my language. But we're not going to run away. We're going to talk. We're going to learn. We're going to open it. It's a wound. Wounds need healing, wounds need discussion. Wounds need that constant learning from each other. So, I mean, one of the emails that I got said, why did you even bring it up? And it made me mad, you guys. I'm sorry. (laughs) The last thing on this, then we'll move on. Because it's an elephant. (laughs) It made me mad because it's on everyone's mind. It made me mad because someone said they were red because of it. It, You know, we didn't plan to go there. Okay, we didn't plan on what was going to be talked about. We had an amazing topic with someone who's talking about well-being, et cetera, et cetera. But at the start of that, we talked about something that was really, really important that made some people on this call red. So running away from it is tone deaf, it's cowardly, and it's what causes a lot of the problems in this world today. So we're not going to do that. And, you know, for those of you that don't like it, I apologize. But, you know, freedom of speech, you can decide to be here or not. But if the issues are out there, if there's issues we're dealing with as tough as they are, as hard as they are, the only way we get better is to learn from each other in an accretive way. And I'll just say it again, this is all about love. It's all about energy. And it's all about making sure that we can talk about audacious things and prove the fact that humans at the end of the day, win. It's not a red issue. It's not a blue issue. It's a purple issue. It's a heart issue. It's a humanity issue. And that's why we're all here. Yeah. I'm done, Jess. I'm done, done, <laughs> done with that topic. But it was very, <laughs> very important for me to talk about it because I,
2: yeah.
1: I don't like offending people. And I want people to feel safe.
0: Yeah. And thank okay. I say every week, thank you for showing up here with us. It's a brave thing to show up in great places, and contribute. And part of that is sharing feedback and, and practicing together. And, and so thank you for, for doing That is the true, people ask me about this community all the time. Like what a crazy animal we've created. Like this thing keeps snowballing. Uh, I, it's hard to explain this community. The fact that it is, that this experience is community driven by its very nature. It's organic. It's holistic. Like it's, the more I can like let it be what it wants to be, that's the beauty of community. That's like a trust fall. We do a trust fall together every single week, you guys. And that's why, uh, that's why this has become such an incredible space.
1: And tied to that, that's why it hurts me that we may have offended people. So once again, not the intent, sincerely apologize, but at the same time, please understand that our job, our job as humans is to love each other, is to support each other, and to help each other become better people. And that's what this is about. Okay, Jess, enough of that. Um, It is Friday, July 1st. We're about to go into a weekend uh, where we celebrate independence in the United States. In Canada, you're celebrating um, Canada Day today, and around the world, we're celebrating lots of different things, so let's move past some of this stuff get into this concept of celebration, and Jess, we have a really special guest today, so while I bring her on, um, I'd love for you just to talk a little about how in the heck we found this person. And
0: oh my gosh! You want me to tell you a story? I,
1: I'm, I'm gonna tell a you a story. Are you ready? Ready.
0: 25 years ago, I studied abroad in England. I studied abroad with someone named Pat, who is now this you know, hip Hopkins, who's now the mayor of Hopkins. So here I am, a college student in Annick, England. Everybody comes home. Hi, Catherine. You know the story I'm telling.
2: Roland, I love it. I
0: do. Everybody comes home from their college abroad experience and goes on to graduate and live their lives. <laughs> Pat married Catherine. He's now the mayor of Hopkins. He married Catherine. I meet Catherine and here she's this incredible storyteller. You know I have an affinity for storytelling and um and creating human experiences. So like literally that's the connection. And, and oh, Catherine, I'm so excited to have you on for a number of reasons. Not only do we have like this crazy story that like our paths were meant to cross, but it started yeah. like 25 years ago, um, Catherine, but yeah.
1: And I just have to tell you, you have the whitest teeth of anyone I've <laughs> ever seen.
2: Thank you, thank you like, very much. I was,
1: I was explaining to my kids the other day about, they're like, why are your teeth so yellow? I'm like, well, my parents gave me this medicine called tetracycline when I was a kid, and forever I've got yellow teeth. So they're like, you have to do something to make your teeth whiter. And then I just looked at you and I was like, oh my God, she has beautiful teeth.
2: Crest White Strips, the professional. Edition and I'm convinced. I've got like the megawatt ring light too, so it's it's (laughs) all time. But I will say very quick side note, and then back to Jess. I in my role, which we can talk about, half of our team is in Europe, and when I was doing all of my initial calls and onboarding, that was the number one thing. They're like, "Holy white (laughs) teeth!" you know catherine I, ju- I
1: i just had i just had to try to bring some levity into this after the way we started yeah <laughs> uh, so uh i appreciated my,
2: that success. that discussion we had we don't have to go back to it we'll get into everything in the event world everyone knows early bird deadlines are a big thing and ours was on friday um Ugh. so all that to be said i actually appreciate you modeling tough discussions like this you know and yeah. ch- tend to go quiet during that because sometimes we're just all observing and listening and kind of going, oh, this is what honest conversation looks like. But um, it it impacted all of us in business personally. So I actually very much appreciated uh, the language you used and you addressing that. So, but yeah, we'll keep it like, events are fun. We got a lot of fun stuff to talk about.
0: Oh my God. Well, here, okay, so here's the correlation, you guys. Not that we can't have a fun conversation about anything the hell we want in this community, but there is a correlation that comes immediately to mind. We have a lot of HR people in this community, a lot of people who are responsible for people. You're also in the people business. Like we're all people people here and we all yeah. create experiences. We all you thought saw, saw some of the C's that came around earlier. Mm-hmm. Connection, communication, collaboration. Like you live around the same C's that a lot of people yeah. in this space live around. We call it employee yeah. experience. We call it engagement and culture and all of that. But you actually create the event vehicle that brings some of that about. And You're probably answering a lot of the same challenges and conundrums that HR people, people in culture, organizations, business leaders are are mulling when they think about: Do I bring people back to the office? Do we still have an offsite? Do we have a president's club? Do we? How do we do teamwork? Like it's all like literally it's all the same conundrums like i think that's why this could be a really cool conversation to see this from a different through a different lens
2: yep i agree i was having this conversation so one i'm sort of a like long time listener first time speaker (laughs) on this i've been following the the network for a very long time and i think it's interesting that's why it's sort of i follow chris because i'm like i love jess and then it really roped me in um but when i posted about this and you can see in my linkedin um a few of my event profs are on here hi megan hi Hi, Ann. Ann Wynn and I were, it's its in the comments saying, she was, oh my gosh, HR and tech and people and culture, they're, they're people. That's, yeah. these are people people. Because anytime you devote your work to trying to make the work and community and experience and spaces that people are going into better and more enjoyable in something that is special to them and makes them thrive, that's sort of the the connective tissue. So mm-hmm. I think the why is there, um, and it's it's two worlds that I think are very stressful and perhaps sometimes underappreciated. Event might get a little more gloried. It might seem a little sexier, but the reality is, it's it's such a heavy lift. It's it's so much hard work. It's not. It's you know, you get the one glamorous post of all the event photos, but you know, the year leading up to it is really, really, really tough. Um, yeah. And the other thing I think was so interesting is when we think about both of these industries over the last couple of years, the shifts have been massive. I mean, events were decimated, and mm-hmm. and you know our our product went away. It just went away, and and that puts you in a really interesting position. When people have a chance to exist without the product that you make, you you have to innovate, but you also you can be missed, and people can go. Ah, we can press on. Um, or you have to find a new way to, to, to provide value. And I think too, likewise, when <laughs> we go shift to work from home, you know, new fresh conversations around mental health, great resignation, em- employee empowerment, and that shift for what it means to employers, I think the parallels are really interesting, just in terms of having to adapt so quickly. Mm-hmm. So we we have seen that and, and so much of it comes down to what's the place of events? it just mm-hmm. changed fundamentally it was so pro in person that was everything just from that's wh- that's where meaning was gathered that's where mm-hmm. you know if you're an event organizer that's where you got the most money um mm-hmm. that all went away everything went virtual um we had a chance to learn a lot from that and now that we're sort of in this place of oh we've got all these different options right and internally event props love to have the debate of you know virtual hybrid in-person but The reality is we've just got more, we've got more tools. But the point that we're at is it's less just about the conversation of, oh, we've, we've got technology and we can all connect. The learnings are there and the awareness has to be there. And now we're in a position to implement in a completely different way. And we have a responsibility to do that regardless of the event format. So it's a really interesting time because events are back. Um, but there's new pressure points and there's new expectations. So you've kind of got the internal and external words, worlds that you're you're really trying to balance now.
0: And so, Megan so, makes yeah. a great, yeah, go ahead, Jason. And then Megan hey. makes a good point about talent in the space too, but Jason, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, so I have a question about events.
1: So mm-hmm. that, that word event, that's a very interesting word, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Event so you know i was at an event this week in chicago at one of our clients mcdonald's you know the event was all in person it was the first time that their 75 people got back together in person and they called it an event um which in the past it was kind of a meeting but now they're calling it an event um you know i'm speaking in multiple events in august in other parts of the world that are also called events. So I guess my question is, like, do you see that the definition of event has changed, um, and has it changed forever? Uh, or when you talk about events, you know, like we have an event like fricking Mark Machado showing up late, late again, <laughs> ninety nine thousandth time, but we still love him. Um, you know, it, like when we say event, what is an event?
2: I love the multitasking of catching the umbrella. It's very, oh, yeah. very, very subtle. <laughs> is that,
1: that's an, that's an event in itself. That Thank is you. an event.
2: I think the definition has changed. Part of it is, you know, an event is. There's some semantics in it. A little cooler right now than you know, conference, trade show, meeting, mm-hmm. roundup, you know get together. So it feels I think we're using that because it also feels like it's it's gonna put a stake in the claim. It's more experiential. It's an event. It's something yeah. special. And that's what everyone's trying to trying to convey. Um but but within that, so I think definitions can be can be loose. I don't tie it just to a specific format or a specific, oh, you have to reach X number of people for it to qualify. But I have seen that language used more broadly. And I think it's because we're in this mindset of, okay, so events now need to encapsulate it within the work environment. So we know that there's large, there's B2C events, there's B2B events within B2B, yeah. sort of, you know, my side of the house, you've got large scale conferences and trade shows. You have associations that do that do events. Obviously, you know, there's there's virtual events, there's hybrid events. But so I think where we're trying to get with that is that everyone knows that to command someone's time and to say that you should come to this event, whether it's, oh, you should, you know, make plans for your, your kids and everything at home and your pets and pack your suitcase and travel and go there and, and, and pay X amount of money, that type of commitment, or it's, okay, yeah, it's it's Friday, you know, before a long weekend, shut off your devices and and be on this, you know, virtual event, the the goal behind it is that you need to value the attention of your audience enough that you're creating something special, you're creating something that beats all static content that they could consume anything that you can get anywhere else because you're asking for their time. And that to me is the bar that we have to hold it to.
1: I love
0: that. Yeah. And I think, you know, just like we talk about the workplace and return to work, return to office, or even just the way we all work and connect with each other. There are some things we say have changed forever and they're never going back. Like we're done with that. That's never going to happen like that again. That's never going to, you know, like corporate real estate. We're never going to see that behave the way it did before will it be reimagined sure of course and and some of that is true in the event space too what are some of the things that like as it comes back as it has come back already what are what are some of the things that have changed forever like welcome to the new world of events this is always going to be like this or something like this going forward forget the old way of doing this there must be a few things that are super obvious in that space too
2: there are, and I would say the, the first tenant, because the easy thing is to go, oh my gosh, we can stream more content. So events yeah. should be, the, the bottom line is anyone who's saying that they haven't changed fundamentally or is, is using a similar playbook to, to what they have, or is going, whew, we're finally back. We can pick up what, what we were doing before. That's a red flag. And those are things you wanna be really cautious of because they now need to center around people in a wholehearted way that mm-hmm. they weren't that they weren't before. It was very much these these levers of we we have content, we're going to have networking, and I think that the broad sweeping tenant was, you know, we if we're a big event organizer, we're going to bring everyone together and 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 that's our job. And that's not your job anymore. You have to help provide meaning. You have to help people find a sense of belonging within that. Just doing the legwork of we've brought in a keynote or we're gonna host a happy hour we're gonna have a meeting and everyone will show up and we'll you know we'll everyone will collaborate they're all they're all there the intention that you have to have behind what happens within those spaces and how people connect and the value that they get out of it has Mm -hmm. forever changed because expectations are different people value their time everything is shareable everyone talks and so you have to start from a brand standpoint and events haven't historically done that it's been mm-hmm. a little more transactional it's been this really big ramp up oh my gosh there's always the big crescendo and we're going to rely a lot on you know FOMO, where it's the you know the, the family reunion of our industry or, or or some of those promises and now you have to take it a step further you have to decide what impactful networking looks like and it's not just putting everyone in a room and it's being mindful of people who are introverted people who don't drink at Mm -hmm. events all these different audience segments it's thinking about the actual content that would potentially change their lives it's actually having Mm -hmm. brand commitments and values that you weave through there especially if you're selling sponsorships or exhibitors that you decide to take a stand on who those partners are and that they're reflective of your values so so it's all, it's all changed at face value. You could look at things and go, oh, okay. There's pieces that are the same, but I will say tactically events are bringing in subject matter experts from the field because we've all realized we have to be closer to the audiences we serve and we have to understand mm-hmm. them better and it can't just be a broad brushstroke. So that's a trend and a shift that I think is really important. We're also seeing marketing that's sort of my world change mm-hmm. quite a bit, how we're speaking to audiences how we're managing data what that looks like the blend of formats that has forever changed but i think the programming side is the one that's especially interesting because that's ultimately Mm -hmm. the experience in the space that everyone is walking into and we have a new responsibility and to megan's point really quick that she dropped in chat there was a mass exodus from the event industry during covid huge layoffs downsizing if you're running your own business you had no bit just gone everything evaporated Mm -hmm. and people found other jobs. And so there's also a big focus on what does talent look like? How are we resourcing? I know within my team, it's really important that I'm addressing that we don't burn anyone out. We have a a tendency to do that by all means necessary, the event has to happen. And there's always those last minute uh, execution details. And that's just not going to fly anymore. So I think being being more self aware in general is a shift that we've all probably welcomed and we have to adhere to you know uh,
0: mark sorry jason go ahead
2: jess just because you're an
1: events person doesn't mean you get all the questions in this episode
0: (laughs) i'm just gonna chill back and enjoy then. well no
1: here i can just go away if you guys want No, no just kidding so um So, you know, Catherine, there's there's a comment in the chat. Uh, There's questions. I'd really like to get to the questions. But before I do that, for all of you that are late, (laughs) which seems to be half the chat, um, your job is to go back and listen to the part of this that you missed on the podcast and make a comment in the chat on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify Podcasts, whatever podcast you listen to. Your job is to go back and listen to what you missed and just make a comment. Okay. <laughs> just so that you don't miss anything. Because you guys are just trying to get
0: reviews on the podcast. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, see- a,
1: I just want to see if if anyone's going to actually do it. Oh, there'll be some swag for those of you that do it. But since you're all late, it um, just sweetens the pot. Yeah. Since you're all late, just go out to the podcast and listen. <laughs> so, now, yeah. Um, There's a question that I want to get to, which is, um, you know, Mark asked the question, how are people navigating the hybrid live virtual world, which I think is important. And then the other question I want to tie that to is Lori's question, which is, have you seen any research on detachment or habits we've created of not attending events? So do you think, quote unquote, that events have changed forever that way, where people aren't going to be able to say we're just going to do a physical event and not have a hybrid model, you know, or is that was that just a pendulum that was swinging during COVID? And, you know, now you've got things like travel costs. Yeah, right. And you've got things like hotels who are like, hey, we're not doing I mean, I was listening to someone complain in a hotel earlier this week that, you know, it said out of an abundance of caution, we're not cleaning rooms. They're like, hey, we're not staying at your hotel. If you're not cleaning our room. I'm like, how many times? How many times a week do you change your sheets? At home, right, at the home. fact that you need your sheets changed every day in a hotel is an interesting concept. But I just yeah. love your thoughts, kind of on where that's going. Cap. Yeah.
2: So hybrid, and I'll be really candid with it. So hybrid is tough. If you're running a true hybrid event, concurrent, uh, meaning I'm running a, a live event on site in real life, and I'm I'm going to also be streaming content and producing a virtual event tandem, um, which I've done, which was the return post COVID. So Mm -hmm. physical events, all virtual hybrid, and now we're in a blend. Um, Really, really tough from a cost and a staffing perspective. Skill sets are totally different. You need high production value. That's what everyone learned. Everyone took their event ops teams and said, oh, okay well we'll roll you over to producing on the digital side um that didn't work very well it wasn't really where the interest was and they're also you know it it created a lot of technical challenges so part of the limitations with running a true hybrid event a lot of people are still still doing it i think there's an absolute use case for we know we think of even our good old marketing funnel or however we want to call it we know that ultimately we would. We can have three thousand people coming to this event in person. We can stream to a community of, of fourteen thousand. But one, your internal use case, your data, your audience really needs to support that because you are going to have hard and hard and fast fixed costs, and you're going to have to staff for it, and you're probably going to have to bring in outside agency talent to make sure that it fits into your brand portfolio. Where I think a lot of brands have shifted to is. What format serves them well? This is a great example. Okay, we we can use virtual for our weekly meetups. We're doing for some of our live events. We do, you know, webinar meetups leading up to it, both for first timers, for different audience segments, for our women, you know, rise up initiative, and we know that we want more face time. It, great for broad reach. Not everyone can come. We're not going to get everyone at, you know, an in-person event. I've seen a little bit more split with, depending on our business model, obviously, if you're an event organizer, if you need to run, you know, a sales kickoff, if you're doing client events, you're probably being really specific around how big of a scope that needs to be. And if virtual is actually just for audience augmentation, product launches, or if it's part of your marketing strategy as a lead up to that event. So all of the formats are on the table. Hybrid is the toughest and takes the most budget. Um, In-person requires a different level of of planning and intention around it. I mean, we're kind of past the point of, okay, well, if we're gonna have it, we need plan B, C, D, and E, you know, based on COVID, Um, but costs are more, travel costs are more, convention centers, eighty. every single vendor in the stack of who you need to partner with for production is looking to make up um, from that time. So you have to be really tight with your budget and virtual still offers absolutely incredible opportunities but it needs to be done in a way similar to what you're doing. You have to care, it has to be consistent. The The why behind it, it, it can't just be, oh, this is a really great great opportunity for us to tap into our database and try to re-engage audiences as opposed to going, no, we care enough to be an ongoing conversation, or we're going to provide so much value in whatever mm-hmm. this format is that that we can hold people's attention. So um, yeah. that that's kind of what we're seeing with with the how events are actually being executed in the market. And Tilly, Hi, last question,
1: know. last question, Jess, and then I'm done. It's not a question; it's just a statement. So Tilly, you know the digital oh. format isn't as engaging. There's a feeling that it's lost as an attendee. Now, mm-hmm. Tilly, we had a great time in Vegas. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I, I mean, don't take that was the a wrong way. That was, that was weird. Sorry. But, I mean, we had a great time in Vegas. But you know, one of the things that I've been working a lot on because I do a lot of presentations is we should, I mean, if we're going to do hybrid, we should be demanding the same excellence or the same mm, type yeah. of interaction. That we get in person, and it's very hard. I mean, Jess knows I work on this constantly. It's very it's a different skill, it's a different muscle. Yeah. And yep. it goes back to a question in the chat that I just want to make sure we get to that Leo asked, is what qualities concerns about the decision makers or you know, to trust when we seek out SMEs? Um, mm. so you know, are there some qualities that you look at, Catherine? Not just good presenters. I mean, that's ah. one thing. But you know, when you think about these SMEs that you were talking about, Leo's question yep. is what? How do we? How do you search
2: that out? Oh, it's funny. We just were going through NPS for <laughs> the event that we ran in Amsterdam. We had over three hundred speakers on the stages. We're planning for our Vegas in-person event in October, um, which will be even larger than that. So that is very top of mind. Um, y- yeah. So there's a couple of things. One format matters, but also the level of specificity so you can't have someone who's just on the speaking circuit i do do have to say you want both ideally you want someone who is an incredible incredible expert in in their field that they have such a depth of knowledge that they can come with either case studies or specifics or they can talk in detail enough where it's going to provide value again right if i'm going to give you my attention and this is something that i can't just search for or find easily what's the differentiating factor? And if they're not someone who is able to bring the gravitas, because you're still sitting there, we want to be entertained and we want color and we want, we, we need that thing that makes us feel, um, which is what we're looking for, I think, in events, belonging, mm-hmm. feeling, we just, we want to be a part of, of something then you put them into a format with a moderator, with someone who's going to draw the absolute best out of them. But you have to vet, it is not enough to just open a call for speakers, a call for presenters and go, oh, okay. They look like they've got a polished LinkedIn and, and that's enough. You need to see speaking reels, look at their work, check resources, have your own internal, we have our own internal subject matter experts, people from the field who we've hired, who run content, who also just have enough market knowledge. To go, they're legit. This person would probably be need a little bit more work. Uh, they're they're maybe in the pipeline in two years, but they don't have the respect of their colleagues or they're, you know, in the Slack channels I'm on and the Reddit, you know, channels that I'm following in the the Twitter feed in in the universe that we all know of the voices that matter, they're not the ones that are serving our community. So you do have to do that because that's that's the biggest piece of any event, especially in the context of where you're putting putting content and thought leaders front and center. Um, They do have to deliver because people sniff that out pretty quick and then they just disengage and look at their phone. And and then it's all of those other experiential elements that you've tried to envelop them in, get sort of the oxygen gets sucked out of the room pretty quickly.
0: I love all the comments about, (laughs) so one of the benefits of events, content, experiences going virtual, remote for a period of time is that they were more accessible. By the the very nature of being virtual, they were more accessible to more people. Uh, We also removed cost barriers. You know, maybe I can get knowledge development, professional development, not knowledge, professional development. Uh, more easily without cost and travel barriers or health and safety risks, all of those things. Like that's all Mm -hmm. a huge win. I do think, and I agree with, you know, you have to give it as much care and excellence and quality to create the same experience. Um, I do think it's a different experience. If I were making, this is way different. This part has changed in my mind. If I were requesting approval from my manager to go to an event, because that's the only way I can get that sort of knowledge or professional development, or I need, I'm i honing a skill that I really want. And this is the best conference. These are the best SMEs. These are the best speakers yeah. on that topic. This is the only way I can get it. I could say that a few years ago. I can't say that anymore. My, my request is different today. I might want to go because I need connection. I need community. I just want to have a human experience. I want to immerse myself in this community and space. Like that would have sounded really fluffy before, maybe. (laughs) Like really, Jess, you need a $2,000 conference pass to go create connection with your peers. That's an absolutely valid business case. You can't recreate. You can. You can. We do it here together in this format. But that's very difficult to replicate. There, There is a reason to go and do a thing in some cases. I really believe that.
2: Yep. Well, and the goal of I was going to make uh, there was a comment in here about I, I was going to detail on the speaker side too, cross functional speakers perform incredibly well. So mm-hmm. I lead marketing. We do a brand called Money 2020. It's for the FinTech industry, um, which is very dynamic and, and interesting. And there's a ton of great content in that. But we bring in, you know, astronauts and Formula One drivers and, you know, European Spider-Man and stuff to talk about risk. But so there's there was just a note about that that made me think of it. So when you're also thinking about speakers and content, don't just get boxed into who's the leader in my industry. There's so yeah. much value from that outside perspective. But um, I agree, Jess, mm-hmm. with what you're saying. So one of the things um, I say in marketing with our teams is you need to market for the underlying, the secondary benefit. Because someone, you're very evolved, someone might go, oh, actually, I still need my continuing education credits. And this is the keynote and I don't, This sponsor is there. But that's their secondary benefit is I need to feel connected to my community. Maybe I need to look for another job. I need to, oh my gosh, it would just be a breath of fresh air if I could go to this conference and then just sit by the pool over lunch and do my emails and get out of my house for a second. So yeah. those things are really important to, be mindful of and think in terms of the emotion of the experience and 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 then market for that if there's anyone on here that is having to sell or get buy-in or with you know employer events to those pieces you can weave that into your messaging I just did a post the other day where we've all seen a lot of you know I don't know 300 speakers 400 booths two thousand attendees and you know as opposed to talking about the senses, I did sort of a yoga example, but, you know, really diving into what is, what are you gonna walk into? Who are you gonna meet? What's the food and beverage? What's the what's the experience? Because those are the, become the inside jokes. Those are the things that people talk about. Those are the, oh my gosh, when we were, when we were in Vegas, remember that thing? Oh, when we were at that McDonald's event, remember, oh my gosh, it was so, it was so crazy. And we know that, but we've just never really brought it front and center before, and it's important. And that is part of that breaking that human barrier when you're when you're coming from a brand, right? People follow people. That's one of the best ways to humanize it. And an easy tactic for doing that is just talk to people. If you have to do anything in events, talk to anyone. If you've done an event before, what they liked about it, what they didn't. Take copious notes, and I call it use their words. Just use the exact language. Use the exact pieces of what they loved about it, and that's how you tell that story. It's just the quickest way to hack okay. how you try to get buy-in, buy-in for that. But but you do want to plan differently. The last thing I'm going to say. So we just did this event in Amsterdam. It was very cool. But I started in May. So I've been at events for a long time. But this team I switched over, loved the brand, loved what they were doing, loved how they are investing. And I worked with everyone virtually up through the event. And it worked incredibly well, right? We're connected, planned a huge event. I mean, all credit to them. They'd been working on it for 11 months, years, really. But um, everything worked great virtually. And then. We got on site and it's a completely different experience we bonded as a team we're doing you know you're doing goofy stuff suddenly everyone realizes they're like oh my gosh how can you eat eight croissants a day i'm like i'm breastfeeding i've got a five month old i can do these sort of things but all <laughs> of those funky little things come yeah. up and, and attendees love different things so it's okay that the formats are different and it's okay that we're getting different things out of them and sometimes stopping the head-to-head comparison is the thing that's gonna bring a little bit of peace around it because both are really quite
0: brilliant if they're done Mm -hmm. well. I loved following you. I always love following you, but during the execution of that event, Money 2020 in uh, Amsterdam, the other thing I noticed from the pictures you shared, which were incredible, I feel like this is new too. It seemed very immersive. And, And by that, I'll use a very specific example the stage being in the middle of the space and the audience literally surrounding the the speaker or the main stage. That's a very immersive and community like experience. Like it's not, we speak out into the blackness and you consume blah, blah, blah. It's we're like, you're literally a part of the experience and the speaker is one of you. Like that's a very tangential, you know, experience. That's like such a minor shift, but it means a lot. I think it says a lot. It did. Well, what's interesting about that is so to talk about staffing and team.
2: So we brought in a creative director, we say that his job is to he's in charge of the wow, which I think is kind of a language matters, right? You've hard and fast KPIs. Okay, Mark, you have to build six stages, but the the KPI is wow. Do they all wow? um Mm -hmm. and he did not just come from a a b2b event background as you can probably tell so i think there's such power and when you work with great recruiters and great talent management and go this is our problem that we're trying to solve we want to be a world-class experiential brand can you help and then you someone comes forward and says here's talent that can do that in a new space that's something that's been really powerful um and the intention that the stages were designed on so that's exactly right you don't want to go okay i want to sit in a breakout room or it's just going to be a stage and what i think is interesting is there's long conversations around so the one you're talking about theater in the round two stories um the goal is we want to be the heartbeat of our industry we want to be the the center we want to put heart into it we want to be there the beating heart the lifeblood to it so we put it in the center of the show because then it's the heartbeat of the show Right. Mm -hmm. We wanted to we thought, what kind of conversations do people want to have? You know, gosh, everything is just so shareable. Where do people have tough conversations? Where do they have off the record conversations that journalists can't come? We created a a stage called the exchange exclusive, no journalists were allowed you to put your phone Mm -hmm. in a yonder pouch and it got locked so no one could be tweeting what they were hearing. That was the solution for that. Okay, there's a lot going on in fintech. There's cannabis, there's OnlyFans, right? They're a big, so we thought, well, where do we have those more controversial conversations?
0: Hmm. We
2: designed a sex, drug, and drugs, and rock and roll stage. So
0: the intention
2: behind each stage, and you can see I did a little recap on LinkedIn that Jess is talking about. It's photos of each of them. We wanted a stage where we also know that we want people to come, and they have a place where ideas grow. They get that idea that they go, oh, that's the one thing I needed to just change my business. So We designed a plantarium stage, all plants, all fresh plants, by the way, which you have no idea how many plants it took to to get that. But so the level of thought that went into creating something that was immersive, creating something that felt visually appealing and would really help people, you know, bring these ideas to, to life and have a memorable experience. It was not just beautiful stage set and great AV. It was something, oh, the other one that was really cool that I have to mention is we decided, okay, well, how how do we make, how do we say firmly? We think the attendees and people coming to the show, it's not about us, it's about them. They're the rock stars of the industry. So how do you make people feel really special? It's like, well, what if they have to walk out on stage when they, mm, when love they come that. in, right? <laughs> so no boring, oh, I just got my lanyard and now I just kind of mosey into the expo hall. They actually came out through a stage with actors who were, you know, pretending to be journalists, and then they got, you know, shown up on a big Megatron. So there's just some really beautiful stuff that you can do when you put your customers first. I think when you staff in new ways and let that creativity from other industries sort of seep in. And so all of the challenge of Events went away, mass exodus of talent, if you put it under the right lens, it can, it can become a competitive advantage because you can build back in, in a new way. It's not easy,
0: but it really can be done. So I love what you said about hiring outside of your industry, which you did out of necessity. If you're looking yeah. for new skills, <laughs> look outside the usual spaces. Yeah, Jason, Jess, have
1: you have you ever heard of the podcast? I've mentioned this before, called Smartless. Oh
2: no, Jason Bateman.
1: You need to listen to it. It's with Jason Bateman, oh, yeah. Sean Hayes, yeah. and Will Arnett. <laughs> And every week what they do is they, like someone brings on a surprise guest and the other people don't know who the surprise guest is. And then they're the ones that are kind of responsible for talking to that guest more than others. Like just because you brought Catherine on doesn't mean I don't get to ask her a few <laughs>
2: Just unless we're g-
1: unless that's the game we're gonna play from now on, which I'll bring on my guest, you can bring on your guests, and then that's we can so carry funny. the conversation. That
0: okay, way. I give you, Catherine.
1: Just really quick. So, <laughs> if I can get one word in. So the iPhone turned 15 this week. Yeah. Did you see that, Catherine? 15. Mm-hmm. I know you weren't old enough to think about anything that oh, 15 years ago, you. but 15. God. Now, when you think about that, like there's people that do menti surveys, Uh, you know, while I'm doing keynote speeches, a lot of people are taking pictures and I think they're taking selfies, but Mm -hmm. they're actually taking pictures of my slides. Um, You know, there's Mm -hmm. people with their laptops open and I walk behind them on purpose, kind of to make them a little bit uncomfortable to see what they're doing. And they say they're taking notes, but they're not taking notes. They're doing something else. So in this world of events and you mentioned it a few minutes ago when you were talking about mm-hmm. this event about, Hey, don't, ha- don't be tweeting during the event. Like what is okay. your recommendation? Cause everyone's comfortable with a little bit different yep. style of they're like, well, I'm don't worry. I mean, we Jess and I spoke at the, one of the university of Minnesota classes and the, you know, I'd always be wondering like, why are all these people have their laptops open? They're like, like this, where you can't even see their <laughs> eyes, you know? And, you know, I'm like, they're not really taking notes. They're doing something else. But what's your yeah. thought about that, about mm-hmm. infusing technology into it mm-hmm. or leaving it completely out so that people yeah. actually focus?
2: Yeah, two things on this. One, I've seen speakers address, so there's the speaker piece both ways. I've seen really great speakers just kind of made a full circle. When that sort of be- became a thing, some that were very cool would come up and go, hey, guess what? I know that you have a full life. You're gonna be on your phone. You might be taking pictures. You might be checking on your kids. Something might come up and you might have to leave. Fine doing that. I'm still gonna make this so incredibly interesting that um, I'm gonna to try to compete with that. So some people address that from, you know, and and from an organizer standpoint, I will say you try to build in all of the, the elements. Formats have gotten shorter. You can do Slido where people can sh- you know, put questions in, and that's gonna get fed either live on a screen or to a moderator who has an iPad that's gonna be feeding those questions to the audit. We've done, we're also doing a world tour. Um, and on that world tour, we really wanna create community. So we do the yonder punches with that too. We're actually go, welcome, here's a drink. Oh, we're so excited to have you. And we're gonna lock your phone away for a little bit. <laughs> people get a little bit uh, a little bit jittery. Um, but I think-
1: And then you saw in you the know, chat, there's some people saying they love the black, the back channel conversations they're going on during event like the time that i was speaking and people were putting it on twitter yeah. like this guy's yeah. saying the same thing he said for the last 10 years
2: uh, <laughs> let me tell you my overall mantra for most things is the market gets to decide right i mean we you build and build and build and you plan and plan and plan and you try to go it's going to be short and pithy and cool and this and it's going to be amazing and they're a rock star we've got a great moderator and it's short and we'll do engagement and You know, it's a big, bold world of a lot of other incoming messages out there. And if people want to give you their attention or not, or they're they're consuming, because also I'm a big believer of some people, I can, in my meetings all day, be like this, and be like, hi Zach, hi Scarlett. Other people need to be off camera looking down. They're still consuming. I'm actually processing and I'm sharing information. So, um, you know, I I tend to kind of be in a camp of, I mean, plan is to decide what your stance is, but then within that, you know, People are people are going to be communicating probably in a lot of different ways. And what was
1: really cool about that specific, as I was able to say, yes, I've been saying this for ten years, but guess what, you guys aren't doing it still. So I'm going to keep saying it until you actually do it. So actually, (laughs) embed those conversations into the conversation. You like it? You're like,
2: I can can, I can call people out then. Yeah, yeah. 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 It is is true though. I mean, interactive
0: and real. (laughs) real, (laughs) real, that
2: (laughs) umbrella and real. The hour. Oh, oh, my god. God. oh my god. Someone
1: like someone came to take it away from me. That
2: was oh, like... that is so pretty that someone took it away. It um is. yeah. I mean as much I've probably been normally I'm like better about looking at chat, but you two are so fun to look at. But um yeah, I do think, you know, I think for most speakers and most people it depends on, I mean, if you're giving like, you know, the big keynote and it's the big bucks and they're they're pretty polished and it's seven, you know, tech checks and they're just gonna deliver it and then you know, yeah. scoot off stage. But By and large, and for the most part, I think a lot of people who enjoy speaking and being a part of communities that you're getting that that two way communication. Because otherwise, I was on an event once and the chat broke, and I was like, "Help me! I'm in a black box." I mean, there's just you know, it's 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 more engaging when you know what what's on people's mind and you can address it.
1: Jess, I'll let you say goodbye to your your guests, even though she (laughs) lives closer to me than she does to you from a geography
0: standpoint. Uh, how's baby how's the oh, little one
2: baby's good five months old she's I'm good yeah. Uh, yeah I'd I'm still really... like
1: to see you eat eight croissants also I, I <laughs> you, we're, we're gonna have to do that live sometimes
2: oh my gosh you're up that show office the little buffet in it I was just in hog heaven but yes I is, will, that no. your, is
1: that like your record, eight? Because you know there's this big hot dog eating contest this weekend that's famous. Oh,
2: the Nathan? Yeah. Like how eight many croissants
1: a... do you think you could eat?
2: That, that's, I tapped out at eight. That was okay. every time I would come back into the show office to to check something before going back out on the floor, I'd have a croissant. And finally, because it was a new team, finally on the last day, because you know, you're all pleasantry. Someone finally, we've connected enough to go, why do you eat so many croissants? What is going <laughs> on? They finally called me out. It took four days. Bye. So, yeah, so uh, I
1: good. could use the same. I could just, if I'm eating lobster this weekend here in Maine, I could just say I'm breastfeeding and yeah. then it's going to be fine. Like, why are you Then it? no, oh, yeah.
2: no one will say anything <laughs> back to <Okay>. you. No <laughs> one will. They'll just go,
0: oh, okay. Yeah, that's it.
1: Okay. Weirdo. <laughs> that's it. Okay. Awesome.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, Catherine, thank you, thank you so here. much for coming on with us. I hope oh, everybody fine. has an amazing Canada day, July 4th holiday in the U S. If you have nothing to celebrate, find that you have something to celebrate. I love all of you in this community and I hope you have an amazing weekend.
1: Hey Jess, one more thing. Mm -hmm. Just before we wrap up, for those of you that didn't listen to the first 15 minutes, please go back and listen to the first 15 minutes. We actually talked about something really important Um, and I'm gonna kind of end with a song that I think is really important. That song is titled, Peace of Mind
0: by Boston.
1: I hope that you all take a few moments over the weekend to think about that. Just peace of mind, peace of mind, and understand where you are and what you want to accomplish for the second half of this year. So thanks again, you guys. I hope you guys have a great, great weekend. Everyone's safe.